welcome to the bite-sized edition of Hospitality News and Views. In today's edition, Raj and Richard discuss Victoria sponge cake. Um, but I came across something, and it is obviously everyone's doing exams. I'll tell you what it is. Everyone's doing exams, GCSEs, A-levels. I didn't know there's a GCSE in hospitality. So really, I didn't know that either. No, I didn't know. <laughs> I just came across it and I thought, what the hell is this? A GCSE in hospitality. Wow. And it's actually a GCSE in hospitality and catering. Okay. Right. So, so when I came across it, I, I thought, you know, I'll have a look at that. And in fact, what I'm going to do now is ask you a few questions from the paper <laughs> that I found, which I thought would be quite interesting. So for, instance, for that. Right. Okay. It's only one. It's, a, <laughs> it's only one. And, and it, I think it's quite interesting because it actually gives an idea of what people think hospitality is. And maybe this is where hotels and service department operators and hostels and those accommodation providers need to understand that they need to up their game and uh, in terms of allowing people to understand what they do. So question three on this paper was, State the method used for making each of the following. White sauce, Victoria sandwich, and short cusp pastry. And I, I need to do the, explain the, the process or? State the method used. <clears throat> um, with, with white sauce, I would take, um, so if it was sweet, I'd take corn flour, maybe sugar and milk and, uh, and mix that lot up and then serve it and get really annoyed if they didn't like it. Um, Victoria sandwich. You mean, by that, you mean a, a Victoria sponge? I think I think it's actually saying state the method. I've got no idea what that actually means because you're giving a recipe. And well, yeah. method is, and, and to be honest, I read that question, I thought, has that really got so much to do with hospitality? Um, with, with, yeah, on the catering side, I guess. Um, yeah. So with, with the Victoria, and I know how to do a Victoria sponge, and it's something like, in terms of ounces, it's like yeah. four, 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 and I think eight or something. I might get it totally wrong. It's something like um, four ounces of marge, four ounces, four eggs, four of sugar, and eight of flour or something like that. I should have downloaded the, I should have downloaded the actual... Um... The actual answer, shouldn't I? Well, if anybody's listening to this and wants to send me a, a Victoria sponge, I, I, I have no limit to the amount of them that I, that I can eat. So um, please do so. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But what I was highlighting was that it's actually the actual, uh, it's actually called hospitality and catering. But I got the view it's more to do with catering and hospitality in terms of pubs and clubs and restaurants. Yeah. So it, it, so it was good that there was a GCSE out there. But actually, it's giving a view of hospitality. Mm. That's actually, I accept it, but it's not all what hospitality is about. No. Now, hospitality is a huge area. And this actually comes down to uh, one of the things that has been very interesting over the last um, month or so. We discussed it uh, in one of the previous podcasts, and that was staffing shortages. So staffing shortages, there was a survey done by um, I think it was National Hospitality Magazine or something like that. And they surveyed a lot of people across the country and staffing issues were the number one problem of coming out of at the pandemic. And it was really interesting to see 
Uh, and this was right across the country, in Cumbria, Suffolk, Liverpool, everywhere. There were, the people who were running the business would say their single biggest problem is finding staff. And it's very easy to fall into this thing, oh, I sort of do a Brexit. But actually, the reasons given by a lot of the people who were contributing to this survey were actually, one, people have actually been on furlough for a long time and have started to look for other career paths. That's the first thing. Secondly, people are, because they've been on furlough, because they've seen what's happened to the hospitality industry, with so many hotels closing and restaurants closing, et cetera, et cetera, they're less secure in their career path than they were before. And the third thing is the whole, what's happened over the last 18 months has actually given or cemented this idea that actually it's an interim job. You know, you're a student, you go, you work in the pub, you work in the restaurant while you're a student, and then you go out and do a real job when you finish. So this whole concept of career and understanding what hospitality is, there's, a, there's actually almost like a, a hole in terms of a, just a gap of, of what it actually means to work in hospitality. And when I started looking at the GCSE, I thought, you know what, that's really, in some respects, pushing it the same way. You're thinking in terms of just being working in a restaurant or working in a, a pub, rather than actually saying, well, actually, there's a hell of a lot to do with hospitality, from event management to, even if you're working in hotels, you'd be looking after groups as well as uh, meetings, as well as just, you know, reception and reservations, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it was really, really interesting sort of, um, sort of study. And I was just thinking that actually coming out of, coming out of the pandemic, the, the attitudes of, people, of the owners and of the industry have to change in terms of bringing people on board and not just saying, well, it's because, you know, people have, you know, are not here anymore. So, yeah, there could be so many reasons and probably boils down to different reasons for each person. I mean, as, as you were speaking, I was going through their possible reasons. I mean, maybe young people aren't likely to be avoiding work where there is contact. I, I don't think so. It, it, so it can't be that. There are fewer tourists and so therefore from overseas, maybe there's, you know, it's not got that kind of a more exotic appeal of, you know, uh, catering to foreign holidaymakers. Goodness knows. It's hard to know, isn't it, really? Um, could be pay, um, although pay is bound to increase with with a, a shortage of supply of, of, of labour. Well, look at so, London. There's a, the restaurants are actually fighting over chefs at the moment. Are they? Right. Yeah. I mean, some of the <laughs> some of the salaries that they're offering just to take people on, just as the bonus to take people on, it's just ridiculous. You wonder that uh, you can't do that across the board. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Where do, I suppose it's also where where do they start these poor restaurateurs and what have you? They they've been very uncertain about the stocks of, of, of the stocks that they will be keeping because next week all of a sudden they've, they're closed down again. So they're running that kind of, I don't know, 25% capacity. So they wouldn't then be taking um, uh, people on or they would be laying them off very quickly. Uh, you know, we, we went out for a meal the other, last week it was, and I was just looking around and, you know, there were about in a, in a, in a restaurant where there were probably, um, I don't know, how 50 covers, if you were to put it like that, 50 tables. They're probably maximum eight were occupied, you know. I mean, it was really a sad sight. 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. But hopefully that will, you know, as people sort of open up, and you get fewer restrictions, then that will yeah. actually hopefully resolve itself. But I think it just seemed very strange that the the whole industry now has to kind of reinvent itself in terms of allowing people to understand it's an industry worth coming into and not just thinking of it as a, well, it's the weekend job or a part-time job or something that we're doing interim between jobs. I mean, I think you've said it there, Raj, really with reinventing and in the same way that the high street will be reinventing itself. I think that when we come out and because there are so, have been so many casualties and so many changes in direction, that um yeah when it all gets up to speed again i don't think it'll be the same high street and potentially won't be the same sector operating in the same way um we'll, you know. in fact out of that also came there was also another a statement that was made and it was one of the ceos of a large group made the statement that's for it's really interesting they were talking about how on the one hand you got staffing issues on the other hand, what other pressures were there on the actual hotels themselves? And one of the pressures that the CEO came up with was that he said that they're, they're struggling to see the uplifting corporate travel that they were hoping to see. So corporate travel, I think we all agree, is a serious problem, not just within the UK, but right across Europe. And what he was saying was that they've become so dependent on leisure that they're struggling to now, their, their biggest issue now is handling things like restaurants, because they're full at the weekends and there's nobody there during the weekdays. So now managing the inventory, managing staffing levels, managing the, the whole thing has become a lot more complex and keeping that bottom line or just make, making sure that you do actually turn a profit has become a bigger task in terms of just what you have to do. I mean, I think that's a matter of time, really, um, when, for business travel corporates to, to, to get back. You know, we've done a lot on online in the past 15 months, but there's talking of differentiations and, and what have you and how to achieve that kind of competitive advantage. Once, if most of your competitors are, are um, slumbering on, on Zoom calls and thinking that they can clinch business on Zoom, then there is somebody going to come along and get on a plane or a train to get that business because humans are humans and we like that kind of contact and ultimately people will follow that lead and we'll get back on the planes and the trains I think I think domestic business travel that you know reports suggest that it is kind of it's getting back certainly in the states there are very positive noises um so I think we're I think we're on the road to recovery but it might take a little while perhaps we hope you enjoyed listening to this bite-sized edition of Hospitality News and Views. The full editions are available on all popular podcasting platforms and include additional material which we hope you will enjoy. Thank you.